When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. you friends but Baco and I have a great show for you today that music you just heard that solid killer riff is from the new Jesus Chrysler song and album coming out soon that's Baco's band that's Baco's riff and great song that'll be coming out in a future episode but today it's been over two months and we've dusted off the mic and we're getting right back into it. So today, to get back in the groove, we're going to be ranting back and forth and featuring some great new music from Wilson, Clutch, Diamonds, Motorhead, Bullet Boys, and more. So we also have plenty in store for you. We'll be coming out about every two weeks now. And besides playing some new music and another episode called Crazy Covers, we're actually going to be having some uh, special guests, some interviews, and some special guests from other podcasts as well. And we've got some interviews with several of the band members as well from bands featured in the past and on this episode too. So let's get right to it. But before that, we want to feature a clip from the upcoming movie Cold Gin, The Motion Picture. It features members of Jesus Chrysler, Baco, and you can see it in its full glory on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash cobras and fire. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, I'm just feeling a little down in the dumps, man. You need something to pick you up? Well, is there one thing that will do that for me the way I want it? Yeah, cold gin. What? Cold gin. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Cold gin! Cold gin! Oh! <laughs> Why would anybody drink that? Oh. Maybe it's not cold enough. Oh! <laughs> 
Welcome to Cobras and Fire, the return of Cobras and Fire. This is Luce Cannon along with Baco. How are you, sir? I am amazeballs. Amazeballs. Mm-hmm. That's what you've been waiting to say. That's that was that was my big lead up. Is uh, I'm amazeballs. Oh, I'm God. I'm soups amazeballs. Man, I I have uh, I've missed you, man. I've missed your Musk. It's been a while. Yeah, you too, buddy. Uh, you've had uh, quite an adventure. You you kind of uh, drove uh, or flew, I assume, underneath yes. my state and landed in Colorado. I did. I was, uh, gone, I was gone for a long time, and so yeah, glad to be back, dusting off the mic and, and and getting back into this. And while we're gone, we're you know we obviously we are the bastard children of Decibel Geek. We we suck off the teats of Decibel Geek, correct? Yes, teat suckers. Yes, great teats though. And they have a... Supple teats. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they have a little feature called Geeks of the Week where they just give a shout-out to people that who they're sharing, you know, sharing the episodes on Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. Or just way of like, you know, acknowledging the support. Exactly. Just acknowledging the support of the show. And uh, we're going to keep it basic here and just, just call out to a few people that we know of either message us or liked a lot of our posts or just engaged in conversation on our, on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Copers and Fire. And we, but we couldn't come up with a name of it. I mean, Geeks of the Week or Geek of the Week is a great name, right? It is. It's, it's, it's to the point. It's simple. You know what it is. But, you know, Cobras and Fire, what do you call it? You call it Cobras on Fire. Bam! So easy. So perfect, right in front Took of us. Took us five months. <laughs> I think it did, yes. And now, with that, before we do it, Baco even wrote, wrote a new theme song. <laughs> you want to hear it? Here we go! All right. With that said, these are our Cobras on Fire of the Week, starting with Billy Hardaway. Love Billy Hardaway. As do I. The man likes everything I've ever written on the internet. He is a perfect <laughs> Cobras on Fire. Oh, uh, he... Whatever. <laughs> he does. He's amazing. He comments a lot, too. And Todd Cunningham. I love Todd Cunningham. This is a man that has been in contact with the show. Demanding, demanding, I say, new content. Fan right from the get-go has, has messaged us saying we have introduced him to uh, at least, if not new bands, but new tracks from bands that uh, he has not heard that he's actually said, hey, you just sold music for this band, and he's gone out and purchased it, which is, is exactly the one of the points of what we're, we're, we're doing here is exposing people to new music. Indeed. Sure. Yes. And, and not only that, but the man knows how to read a calendar. Damn straight. <laughs> he does. He's like, it is, the mess. he says, he's like, it is August? Where are my new shows, damn it? I love Todd Cunningham! <laughs> I, think, I think your mic just exploded, by the way. And last but not least, Rob Kern. I love Rob Kern! One of our inspirations as well. I mean, one of the reasons that uh, uh, Baco and I joined forces was was hearing was hearing him on a episode where he defended the defended Sammy Hagar, right? The trial of Sammy Hagar on the, the trial of Sammy Hagar. I was Sammy Hagar's proxy attorney. Right. 
And that was on the From Out of Nowhere podcast or Foon, which uh, at this rate, we uh, do we do we do more episodes frequently? If we do one, every, every two well, months, we, or well, we just took two months off, so yes, we're in a, a pretty rapid pace for the <laughs> from out of nowhere. <laughs> anyway, I love you, Rob. Love you, Eric. Exactly. Now I've actually guested on there a few times, but yeah, fucking a Rob Kern. He's uh he's my uh, sensei, my spirit guide. So yeah, so we'll probably shift because we are we we always steal from everyone. We'll probably shift over to a format of whoever's sharing our podcast links, you know, gets mentioned on that you can you can be a cobra's God bless it, it's hard to say. A cobra on fire in the in the near future. But for now, though these are the three cobras on fire. Yeah, so share us, like us, and say nice things about us, and we'll say your name on a podcast. Boom! I think it's actually been more than two months, maybe not two months, right over two months since a podcast, but I did three of those Ripe Rock ones. Right. Just kind of cranked out, and, you know, uh, those are fun, but, man, it's, it's, just, it's just not as good as just bullshitting back and forth, so... Um, Glad to have no, you. it's it, this is super awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, spectacular! Isn't this a great, great? Hey, everybody, you've missed us. This is the quality that you've been, you've been missing, and I mean, ever Welcome since back. we haven't been to what? What are you doing? Welcome back. Anyway, so Welcome I mean, back, loose cannon and Baco. <laughs> so we've been gone a while, but but we've been able to marinate in our juices, and mm-hmm. I, I think it, and we've our Facebook. And if you were at the Corey Taylor show with me, you, you marinated in my ball sweat juices. Yes, there's there's been many references since I've been gone to balls and, <laughs> and other uh, parts uh, lately in your reviews of your. You can't the, censor me. I know I, from your the shows you've been going to, and and that's kind of what my lead in was. Is this that I don't know what happened, but somewhere in May. June, July, whatever that ramp up was, Minnesota became the center of the rock universe. Yeah, a lot of stuff came through here, that's for sure. My God. I mean, how many shows have you gone to that I've, I've seen? You're, you know. You know, I, I well, I, I, off the top of my head, like Bubble Flex, Corey Taylor, uh, The Taste of Minnesota, which is like a, a fucking festival based around $9 hot dogs. <laughs> Uh, Warp Tour. My wife oh. dragged me to that fucking disaster. Yeah. Um, and that same day, I, we drove over and saw Gunzo and Bullet Boys. Uh, Crowbot, I wasn't able to catch the show, but I did run out there to do an interview with the band. It was them and Wilson. And an, another band that I, apparently I need to check out called Mother Mothership. But, um, yeah, it's been busy. And then I got uh, uh, Lynch Mob tomorrow and uh, Foo Fighters a week from Saturday. And then on 9-11, it's a two-day festival called Grand Rock Timber. It's got, like, Skid Row, Ace Freely, Twisted Sister, all that good shit. So. so that's amazing. That's an amazing lineup of bands you saw. Do you know what, what bands I saw in that same time period? No. Okay, well, you know, usually, and I'm going out to, to Colorado, Denver. If you ever look on a band's tour schedule, it doesn't matter where they're going. They always go to Denver. You know, yeah, typically. Of, yeah, I mean, I... I so except for the entire month of July, I, everything landed at the end of June. And as soon as I left on like August 1st, there was just a ton of bands, you know, countless ones. I might even go through them. But basically a lot of the ones you saw, et cetera, 
the only band I was able out of my own like desire to see some live band is that with one of my buddies there I saw Led Zeppelin cover band cover band that's it oh I did see a post that how were they well I can tell you this much it would it if you're a cover band you know and you have the balls to play a 30 minute version of Days and, Days and Confused <laughs> you you I mean I, they were good and bad everybody was good except for the Robert Plant I mean, they had a, a Japanese a Jimmy Page just killing it. I mean, it just the musicianship was great, except for, you know, one of the main ingredients you have to have for being a good cover band is having a good, you know, good Robert Plant if you're in, in that. But that, that's how sad it was. I, I wept openly, the, the fact that the lack of bands. But <laughs> great, great area, great area. For, I, did, I was able to at least go to Red Rocks <laughs> to see a movie of all things. I saw Jaws. <laughs> they have this thing called theater. But the Red Rocks, if you ever have a chance to go there for an actual concert it just looks incredible so look for hey to uh there. one of the famous parks here in minneapolis uh uh they did an outdoor showing of kiss meets the phantom of the park during all that too i did see that i didn't know what the hell was going on when i saw those posts that's kind of cool yeah it is that's random that they did that too uh, yeah it was some setup uh by a company that does it with cheesy movies all over the place typically at a okay. bar but once a month they do it at this place called mini haha falls if well, if you've ever watched a nationally televised football game from here, there's a decent chance one of those cutaway B-roll shots was uh, Minnehaha Falls. But Really? Okay. So, yeah, so of all the concerts you went to, one of them that really piqued my interest was you had a chance to see – I forgot what the lineup was, but it, it Wilson was in there. That, that's the one I was interested in. And Yeah, know. it was Crowbot as a headliner and right. uh, Wilson and a band called Mothership. Other than that, it was just a local band. Um, well – you know I met the Crowbot guys at Northern Invasion. Love and uh, my wife was like, they're not going to remember you. And then when <laughs> I, I, I get there and I walk up and, like, they all of a sudden, like, at least a couple of them were like, lift them up, lift them up, in reference to that picture that uh, you enjoyed quite a bit. I do. Uh, uh, anyway, so, I yeah, I, the problem was the show – Ended up on a buddy of mine's 40th birthday, so I was able to get out there to interview them, but then I had to bail. And so Wilson, who has this fantastic new record out called uh, Right to Rise, yep, um, just a brutal fucking brilliant album of some fuckers from Detroit. Anyway, it was uh, I've seen Crowbot, and while I wanted to see them again, I was really more like irritated. I didn't, I didn't get to see Wilson for the first time, but... Uh, I did meet a couple members of the band, and uh, one of them had actually read the review I wrote for Decimal Geek. So that's awesome. He uh, took up a couple minutes of my time to talk about, uh, you know, constipation and things of that nature. So, <laughs> yeah, that that band became uh, got on my radar just randomly. It showed up as it uh, as as an ad, you know, when you're trolling around and you're, not, you're in like blabbermouth or whatever, and it just says, like, yeah. you know, you might like this band. And I saw the cover, and it had that dog in, in front of what I assume is the. The, the remains of downtown so, Detroit in the background. Yeah, that, that was actually in the, the press release somewhere was in it? Detroit. So. Okay. And I, I was like, why do I know that name? And I know it was a, uh, if, you know, if it was in a silly band name, it would be well, part of the silly band name episode. I mean, to be. Well, it's also the name of my, uh, the best man at my wedding and one of my longest friends. But uh, really? Okay. Well, it reminds me. I figured it was named after. I'm not even sure if it is, but that, that, that volleyball. In, uh, I don't think it is, but I've no. seen pictures of them on Instagram where someone had like them autograph of volleyball that they had painted as the face of like Wilson from that movie. Um, so I think they got a sense of humor. You know, uh, I heard about it when I talked to Marty from Bobo Flex. 
he heard I was going to see Crowbot and told me to check them out. And it literally, I, I, don't, I think you read my review. I mentioned it in there, but like it was literally like three days later, their record company, who I had had a relationship with for at least all that remains, and I think a couple other bands, but they had actually just sent me a, a digital copy of it in advance, and it was like it was meant to be. It was like Baco, listen, listen to Wilson. Oh man, it is. Uh, that is one of the the albums that that has helped make 2015 one of the the best years in a while of hearing new music from both you know new music from bands of that have been around for a while and also bands that are just brand new or at least brand new to me i mean that yeah i would say that's only their second record yeah their first one to be to be quite honest is to me unlistenable i mean i I actually heard scale fuckery yeah (laughs) for what is it called full something Full full scale fuckery I think it's a bit full blast, full blast, full fuckery. blast fuckery. Nah, yeah. well, it doesn't really matter, does it? No, it really doesn't. <laughs> it's, had, all, it, point, it's all fuckery from here, right? I mean, the point being is that that they opted to call to have fuckery in their band's uh, album debut title. So that's that's <laughs> genius to begin with. They also have a song called "College Gangbang" on there, and uh, I'm actually <laughs> looking at because I knew that there was something funny about them too. Because I'd run into them because I thought they were kind of like a less funny. Steel Panther, in a way, at first, because they were just ridiculous. Here's a... Let me, I'm going to read their official... How can you be less funny than Steel Panther? Ba-boom! hey All right, so... <laughs> so, we've got... Uh, here's a press release right now. It's only one paragraph. I'm going to read it and realize that this is actually an actual press release sent out to actual news organizations. And well, me. Yes. <laughs> You think they ever get embarrassed? They're like, I'm really sending this. Well, the first off, press releases are ridiculous as, as as they are. So this one actually is is probably less ridiculous than the ones trying to be serious. But it says Wilson are five dudes in a van with beards and big dicks working harder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's hard to get past that part. All right, so for immediate release, no pun intended. Wilson are five dudes in a van with with beards and big dicks working harder than your parents. But instead of giving they're all a stock brokers or auto mechanics <coughs> or assistant branch, assistant branch managers. Their job is to destroy your party. When that Wilson van cruises to your town, that shit is real, real music, real life, real loud, real sweaty, and real fucking fun. That is their actual press release. So that was from like two or three years ago. And whatever. So it popped up, and I'm like, this album looks, covers looks pretty cool. And from you know the, the album track, uh, Right to Rise to Windows Down and... Um, Jesus, I mean, the flood. You just pick a song. We're going to feature one right now. I mean, this is catchy as hell, aggressive. You know which hooks. one I'm going to pick. I actually don't. Dicks up, windows down. What's up, ween bags? Tesco V here, the Dutch Hercules, the DJ, his bad self. It's seven rock and roll degrees on WLSN, right here in the Motor City. Next up to warm the cockles of your black little hearts, it's a new one from our very own Wilson. Dicks up, windows down, and here comes that sweet, sweet fuckery sound. Down. No, 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 no
So, Baco, I mean, you've been very prolific on the Decibel Geek website, decibelgeek.com, as far as your articles, everything from album reviews, concerts, just just tons of, of articles. All great, by the way. Very entertaining. Um, well, thank you very much. And many of them, I, I, I do have to mention mention your your dick in, in a few of them. <laughs> like like the, the, the Wilson one, the, the Boba Flex one. In, it, it's it's quite alarming that I guess my question is: Will you do an album re- review that does not compare, you know, how how much you like the the band to to masturbation or something like that? <laughs> well, yeah. If it, if well, I, maybe not because I guess if it was a bad review, um, which actually is how this my career kind of started. It was more yeah, like, man. You have not done. I have not seen a. You're kind of look, seeming like a shell. Because it, it's it's kind of fucking me over. I gotta tell you, I really need someone to release a record that I just fucking hate. Because <laughs> that was kind of my forte. But so yeah, maybe I'll talk about how this. There's no way I would jerk off to a record or something. But I don't know. Whatever. I just kind of go with the flow. <laughs> it's all good. No, they're all they're all funny. I but, figure that you just want to make it entertaining for the reader. Oh yeah. So I, I had many laughs reading them, and so kind of what I wanted to do is to. But besides just the album reviews, you reviewed the Bullet Boys' new album, which, you know... Fantastic. Which is shocking. That Yeah, I really... That's it, part of my review. It was like, right. holy fuck. And why don't you tell me a little bit about that, how you did that review, how and kind of how that evolved into... Inter- yeah, okay. Actually, an interview of... Uh, interviewing Mark as well. Okay. Um, well, I got, I got an advance of it through uh, Billy Hardaway. Love Billy and Hardaway! I love Billy Hardaway. Oh, <laughs> Anyway, I, I couldn't believe how good the record was. I was I literally was shocked because I, I just expected it to be horrible. Like, um, like, and that's nothing to say specifically about the Bullet Boys. Just any any band, you know, this far into their career, uh, usually they put out a turd. Yeah, I had basically kind of written them off a right. long long time ago. But you know what? It, it's not only good, but uh, it, it 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 sounds like them now. Like you know, those last couple of Kiss records. One of my problems was it was like they're they're still trying to write Christine sixteen or Love Gun, right? And I'm like, you know, you're sixty five years old now. It's fucking kind of creepy to sing Christine sixteen, much less try to go to that mindset to write a song like that. But it, there's there's no stripper anthems like Smooth Up and Yeah on this. It's and, and, and there are songs that are derivative of of current trends in music, but. They're good songs, and and Mark sings his fucking ass off. But anyway, part of my review talked about some of the checkered history with Mark, and I think it opened up with the line, um, "Mark Torian has a big fan himself." <laughs> and but when I shared it on Facebook, you know how like you, when you type in the word "Bullet Boys," like you can actually tag them in the actual thing, sure. right? Yep. I quoted the article. My my goal was to basically. You know, get people to go, well, I need to read this to find out what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Correct. The, the term I use, and I actually quoted from the article, and if you read the article, it makes more sense. But if you just see this, you might misinterpret it, right. which is what Mark Torian did. It said, I used the phrase bullshit or bravado. And later that day around noon, I got a, a comment from Mark Torian going, bullshit or bravado? Do I even know you, bro? <laughs> and and like, contact, Wait, wait. He contacted you directly? No, no, just on Facebook, commenting on my post. Okay. Like, comment. He commented as Bullet Boys, but it came out a little bit later that it was him the whole time. Right. I'm getting to that. Um, 
and then a couple of my friends, uh, well, first of all, I, I was like, almost like, oh, whoa, did you even read it? Exactly. So I, I, I replied like, I'm sorry, did you read it? Because I love the record. What did I, I wasn't trying to piss you off kind of thing. Then a couple of my friends chimed in and said, yeah, read it, idiot. You know, things like that. And then uh, <laughs> it gets, you know, that happens throughout the day. And I get home and I'm at, sitting on the couch with my wife. And at 830 at night, I get an email from the, the manager of the Bullet Boys with the subject hat line. Uh, bullet boys review this is all the same day and i'm like oh dear god <laughs> so i open it and it's the bullet boys manager and he says i just read your review of the new record we th and i shared it with the band and we think it was one of the most honest it reviews we've read so far keep up the good work i like your writing about 10 minutes after that on facebook <laughs> I get a positive post from Mark Torian regarding uh, the whole nonsense, but this time at he's still posting his bullet poise, but this time sure. he goes uh, dash MT. <laughs> anyway, fast forward, you know, to about two weeks ago, uh, we went and saw them at, at a at a bar uh, bar nightclub that holds a lot of those bands here in the Twin Cities, um, and I, I through his manager who the one who sent me that thing saying this was awesome. Um, I got to sit down and talk to Mark for about an hour. Now, before you go into that, uh, I, I do have to ask, isn't it, isn't it amusing how many times this happens in the world though? Where yeah. somebody doesn't, just doesn't read the whole thing. I mean, it kind of reminds me of it. It's gone over and over almost cause it's just the phrase of our, our, or the theme of our show is the whole rock is dead. If anybody ever, read more than that first paragraph that from Gene Gene Simmons that that quote. I mean you read the whole article, right? Yeah. Was it a He was dead on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've mentioned it before, but but you see these entire forums of people saying, you know, Rock ain't dead, not a fire. Dead. Dead. No it is. I can't believe he would have the balls to say that. Did you read the whole thing? He's talking about the industry. He's talking about this. So if Mark actually took the time, and it sounds like he did finally to, to read the whole thing, he would, he would realize that, oh, this guy is just being a little clever and going through, like, what his perception was and what the actual reality was. Oh, and this guy just happens to be super smart, super <laughs> sexy. Yeah, he, should, now he, he loves out. himself some bullet boys. That's right. Yeah. And, and by the way, I, I, in that, uh, I saw that, that YouTube video of you interviewing Mark. I do notice that how many colors of the Decibel Geek? I know you have, you have it in Viking purple now, which is awesome. Yeah. Right? I only have two. I have that yeah. and a black one. And a black one. Okay. I didn't know if you had a whole like a wardrobe. You opened up the. Uh, I bought two right away when I was brought on board. I was pretty psyched. Um, cool. They're nice. I have one. I got yeah. a red one. They're badass. And then um, when uh, the I got the credentialed for Northern Invasion, I made my wife buy one, and uh, she wears it to any show that we get in free because of Decibel Geek. Very good. Very good. Continue with the. Uh, so I saw, oh, well, so, so yeah, there's not too much left. Um, but Mark was very, very uh, nice. Um, everything worked very smooth with that. Um, uh, and you saw the interview, though. But I have, to ask, a, I have to ask you, though, where yeah. the hell were you in these nice lawn chairs and a nice back <laughs> All those <laughs> nice, nice lawn chairs. Yeah, we're but, in the yeah, back yeah. corner of the parking lot of the bar. <laughs> okay. Was, uh, um, and curious. they had set up, like, this little smoking lounge. I don't know if the band did it or if the club did it for the band, but those, those little fold-away camping chairs that are just, they're not very comfortable to sit in for a long time, but uh, 
Um, yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark, we were going to do it in the club, but then they were sound checking, and then I was sure. told they're gonna, we we're going to do it on the bus where it's quiet. And then I was told, well, some guys are sleeping, so we're going to do it back here. And that's where we did it. Um, but actually, it was great. It's nice to actually sit outside in Minnesota when it's got a No, I, that's, I'm just saying, like, it's, uh, anytime you interview a band at, uh, at the venue, it's always amusing where you end up. Not just you, just in general, like 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 for Bubble Flux, that little interview, they're like, "Go back in the back of the alley. Here you go. Here's your here's your interview over here." And you're just like, "Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, yeah, that was like right outside way. the back door of the of the bar there." <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he he was very polite and patient. But yeah, if if you saw it, I did. You saw, any any time that I tried to do one of the like I don't know my kind of sense of humor type of digs at he didn't like it but, very much. No, he he was not taking it at no, all. No, yeah, he was not gonna. He like I called Vince Neil fat as kind of a joke. Right, and and he didn't. Uh, he's like shut that down, and suddenly he's talked about Motley Crue being awesome, which is great. Whatever. He wasn't a dick to me about it or nothing like that. He he was just like just wasn't having it. I even commented on it in the video, but uh, um, and then uh, yeah. go I have ahead. Another thing to say is is that I did find it uh, amusing, and <laughs> I just saw your face during it. What are you saying? Yeah, when the when it turned to the '90s and things changed, he's like, uh, you know, obviously that that affected you. He's like, no, it didn't affect the Bullet Boys. We just <laughs> kept going on forever. We were just kept kept killing it, you know, selling out stadiums, things like that. And you're like, no, no, I mean, I'm just saying in, in, in general, no, we weren't one of those bands. We were nothing like those other bands. We had our own thing, uh, Groove THC. I forget what he was saying. He was basically saying they were the Bullet Boys were bulletproof. And I was like, come on, yeah, just he... take it back. Just admit it was the industry. Come on, just. Yeah, it's not even an anti-him thing. It it's wasn't, just, no. It was a reality of the world at the time thing, and uh, but yeah, he, he wasn't. He's definitely uh, he's definitely a, a big fan of himself. But but I I, I don't have a problem with that, you right, know. Right. I, I I don't I don't mind if people call it out like you just did. Right. But but what you just did wasn't mean or vindictive, and yeah. I've seen a lot of that with him. And I don't know why it's him more than others. Like I don't really hear people saying getting that uptight about like rat or warrant not admitting they're losers well i'll tell you this much if I, for some of the clips that i saw of the uh you know the concert and obviously the the new album he sounds good the uh, surprisingly is a surprisingly solid album i can just tell you that much so with that said did you want to did you want to feature a track yeah let's do it my pick again yeah you're absolutely your pick Saving you from me. Half-assed 
Corona conformity fan at all? Were you? I like the Pepper Keated lead vocal stuff. The stuff before yeah, that, no. not correct. The only two albums I really like is the. Well, I guess there's like four, but the ones that are Wise Blood, Wise Blood. Deliverance, those those two that came out like in the mid '90s, and they're actually back together. The reason that you're like, why are you even talking about these guys? Pe- uh, Pepper Keenan is back with them, and they're actually touring with Clutch coming down here in October. Oh wow! And I thought that He's would be a good, about good shows down there. Jeez. Yeah, finally. So, the, but the only thing is, is have you ever seen Corrosion of Conformity live? No. They opened for Metallica during the the, the Load tour, and they are, and it wasn't just me because I actually, have, they're the worst sounding band I've ever heard, and this is not an exaggerating. Not are you basing that off of one show though? Not my the show I saw, and then I've I've. I actually I just posted the fact that I was going to the show and, and like two of my buddies said, Why the fuck would you ever see Corrosion Conform Your Live? He's like, Did you not see them on the open the Metallica tour? And it was not the shows that I went to. There were two separate different shows. Oh. The only thing I could say is I'm like I, maybe their sound engineer is terrible for that tour. He goes, I can't imagine that that they're all as horrible. I mean they well, so well, I'm, I'm going to roll the dice, but the fact I, that it was three different different concerts that, that they uh, opened for. And I was really looking forward but, to seeing them because I was big fans of them at the time during that time. I've heard so many times how bad Megadeth is in concert, and I've seen them six times. And not one of the shows I went to I thought was bad. Yeah, I've seen but, them hit or miss on them, too. But, yeah, you're right. It's just all – but it, I'm going to just say I think it's going to be a good show. It's a small club. 
And uh, with them and Clutch, I think it'd be good. I've never seen Clutch, but that's why I'm interested. I'm glad to hear, because I was like, maybe these guys will just meander over the place or maybe they'll just kill it. So they were tight. Oh, fun. fuck no. I mean, they yeah. were spot on and into the show, too, by the way. Good. Well, that's. Oh, and, the, and I don't know if you heard if it made the news down there. The club they played at that I saw them at is a fairly famous one yeah. called First Avenue here in Minneapolis. Are you okay. familiar with it? No. Yeah, the roof collapsed last night during Three of a Dead Man. But were people hurt? Only four, but unfortunately, none of the band members. So, <laughs> were the people okay though? The four that were hurt. Yeah, it doesn't. No, it doesn't sound like anything too bad. Otherwise, I wouldn't be joking about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, but, I saw a video I, of it. It, it. Nobody got directly hit. I, my I, God. I, you I saw, talk, it, go ahead. But I've been there. It's like I've literally stood in the spot where this thing is. Well, if you've been there, you you stood in it because it's a pretty. It's right over the dance floor, but. Uh, yeah, what a bummer way to die. I mean, imagine if you died getting crushed in a Theory of a Fucking Dead Man no, show. That is that is the absolute worst. I got to tell you, Theory of a Dead Man is an amazing, just un... They're like the cockroaches of, of, of fucking rock. And what I mean by that is the fact that they are, they are everywhere and they won't die as far as touring. For example... One of the band concerts I wanted to see is I introduced you to Shaman's Harvest. Have you heard more of their stuff or just the stuff that I played on the show? No, but thanks for reminding me. I really do because I, I liked it a lot, and I actually meant to dig into it more. Okay, so all the bands that I like are always paired with Fear of a, of a Dead Man. Okay, <laughs> so so Shaman's Harvest had the oh, that's unfortunate. Had the un, the the misfortune of opening like the, I was going to be able to see them, but then I'm like, okay, I only. I can go to the show, but it's going to be them playing six songs and then Theory of a Dead Man. On the flip side, they, they, Theory of a Dead Man, I saw this tour was coming to my way, and it was Blackstone Cherry. Oh, unfortunately, they were opening for Theory of a Dead Man. And it's like, I can go on and on and on, but whatever band that, that, that I want to see a actual set from is always opening right. for these people. And it's the whoever, so the point is, not only cockroaches, whoever's their manager, wh- whoever their manager is, is amazing. I mean, they are everywhere. They're never not on tour, and I still amazing. I, I've never, <laughs> I've never met someone that says that's my band. I mean, they have some of the, you know, there's kind of like Smash Mouth. <laughs> or oh yeah, I know what like like a, like Hinder, Hinder, Ugh. Seether, Hinder, Seether. These bands keep existing and showing up on these random tours. I, I know at least two people that were into Seether. Um, yeah, Hinder had a hit. Theory of a Dead Man never did. So never, now it's not like... Not really. Not really, yeah. No, I mean, those, I mean like, they had like a, a hard rock hit that... I know. I know oh, that. I know those guys. But right. Hinder had an actual hit. I mean, right. it was one of the worst songs ever written, but uh-huh. it still was everywhere. Hey, I ran into Hinder at Rosedale Mall here in... Uh, they, I'm the not whole, kidding. The whole, the whole band or just one of the guys? The entire Hinder. band. I'm not kidding. This is quick. Uh, I know it's off topic. We were off. Do you realize that just so everybody is listening, the, the this whole segment was gonna <laughs> was going was gonna be me saying, "Hey, I heard the new Clutch song. Let me just mention it real quick and let's play it." Now it's been fifteen fucking minutes. And we've talked about Hinder and Corrosion of Conformity, and now we're at a mall. Go ahead. Well, there, there. What was the fucking store they were at? Um, does it oh matter? Does God! It really matter? Does it really matter for this this story? Is it? Can it be a funny name for a store? It was it at? Uh, uh, let's call it, it Abercrombie. Okay. It was something like that. Perfect. Uh, it was definitely not a music store. No. But they were selling a fifty dollar T shirt, only available at 
Abercrombie or H&M or whatever the fuck it is. All right. Uh, and then, so everybody who got the $50 special Hinder shirt there got an autograph. But that's the only way you got the autograph. And I'm like, how fucking gay is that? You, first of all, you're just Hinder. Right. So I, I couldn't have been the only person who thought that. My wife works at that mall. I went there to pick her up after work. And I just was leaning like it's like a it's a two level mall. So I'm, I'm outside her store, which is on the second second floor. And I'm just kind of leaning in the guardrail, and then I just see five guys who are hinder walking around, and nobody gives a shit. And they're <laughs> supposed to be at this store selling fifty dollar t shirts, right? And I only know this because I was like, what a joke, you know? Because again, my wife works there. These flyers are all over the place for a couple weeks leading up to it. They were in town for some show, right? So at that tour stop, they were going to sell these ridiculously priced ugly T-shirts, and then your reward would be an autograph from the bank. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. It's 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 endless. Those those bands are all. I, I just I'm amazed they still. They, so clutch. They, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, clutch. My God. Okay. So anyway, so I. <laughs> wow. So I go to to check this single out and. Point being is it's called X-Ray Visions. It is Dynamite, and have you heard it? I have, and I would agree that it's Dynamite! Yeah. 
right, so again, no concerts for quite a long time. Got the Alice in Chains one. And actually another one that's coming down here amazingly is the lineup where I was like, this can't be, this can't be. Yes, it is. Motorhead, Anthrax, Crowbot. What up? Oh, my God, really? Yeah, so that's going to be a hell of a lineup coming down here in about a month. And when did you become a Motorhead fan? Oh, boy, you know, late, late. You too. Uh, Okay. um, I didn't. Ace of Spades was the first song I ever heard by them, but I didn't get it at the time, I have to admit. I mean, I was 12, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, late 80s, early 90s, someone in that, that area. Yeah, I, I was I was much later in that game. And what I mean by later in that game is, I'm going to say three years ago. <laughs> Randomly, I, I, I got into them. And that's I heard Ace of Spades. I've heard random things. And I think part of it was their Eddie, Eddie Trunk's book where it would give like the best songs of bands maybe you sort of knew and didn't really get into their catalog. Have you seen them live? I've seen plenty of live uh, clips of them, and I, I think I've s- the first three times I saw them live was outside, yeah, and it was incredible. Then the fourth time I saw them inside, and about halfway through the show, I had to walk around the corner because it was too fucking loud. I just realized that like they were so much better outside because the volume wasn't being kept inside by walls. No way. It's outside. It's an amphitheater. And actually, we specifically did not get... We got like 30 rows back. We could have got closer. Oh, you're good then. You're good. Yeah, I go, I go. I don't even think I want to be that close. So some Motorhead's going to get out there and kill it. And um, looking forward to seeing Anthrax again. I've seen them quite a few times. But then obviously your your, um, your infatuation, Crowbot. So I'm not going to feature the, the latest tracks from Motorhead, which just came out. But I am going to feature one of my favorite tracks off the last album, Aftershock, called Cryin' Shame.
All right, friends, that's the end of part one of the return of Cobras and Fire. We'll be back soon in the next couple weeks for part two and a lot of more episodes coming your way. Why? I don't have time to edit all this shit. So I'm going to leave you with what has always reminded me, strangely, of the last track by Motorhead, Crying Shame, and that is Weezer's Take Control off of Maladroit. I think that's how you pronounce that album. Regardless, yes, I just compared a Motorhead song to a Weezer song. Just listen to the riff here. It's not exactly the same, but there's something about the the rhythm or something that immediately reminds me of this song. So, goodbye for now, friends. And remember, rock's not dead. It's hiding. And you found it. Well done.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 